The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Bright Side. I wanted to share what some of this week's bright spots were for me before we get into this week's episode. I think I would start with just how beautiful a weekend it was here in LA. And I spent Saturday and Sunday by a pool and Monday at the beach. I don't know. It doesn't get much better than that in January. It was very nice. Second, I decided to get started on a heavy metal detox. And I've had a lot of questions because I've been posting about this on Instagram as to why I'm doing that. And the reason is that I did this test when I was staying out at WeCare one time and they use a machine that pings uh, with some kind of sound. Uh, It's like a high-pitched frequency. And they ping all the different cells in your body. And this machine reads the cell's response to those sounds. And depending on what the response is, they're able to kind of analyze what's going on in different parts of your body and what potential complications or, or issues you might be having. And one of the things that came up on my test was a concentration of heavy metals, especially in my neck. And I've always struggled with tension headaches and issues with my neck. So I'm not actually not even that surprised that that was the result. But um, I did a little bit of a heavy metal detox back then. This was about two years ago that I got that information. And then I kind of forgot about it. And it just came to my attention again recently. And I thought, you know what, I want to do this real full cleanse this time. So I had I already knew that cilantro was a really beneficial thing to take to rid your body of heavy metals. But I also found that wild main blueberries, spirulina, which is like a blue algae, Atlantic dulse, which is a type of seaweed, and then barley grass juice powder. And you can actually find a lot of these things combined together in a packet on Amazon. That's where I found mine. They're um, these little smoothie packs that I got from Amazon. Um, They're called detox organic smoothies, and you can just search them on there and And then I've been mixing them. I have Daily Harvest smoothies in the freezer. And I think Daily Harvest has the best flavors and everything is really good quality ingredients. And you just keep them in the freezer as long as you want. Throw them in a blender and you just add whatever liquid you want to blend it with. So in this case, they recommended coconut water. So I do that, mix it with all of the heavy metal detoxing ingredients. And I've got a detox drink and I'm going to do that every day for 30 days. That's what they recommend. So that's my plan. But just a side note, I'm not a doctor here. So these are just my, this is just kind of my plan. Um, Don't necessarily take my advice, but, you know, research it yourself. And I don't know. So that's a a long-winded thing. But that's one of my um, bright spots of this week is just getting started with that because I actually have a lot of fun doing little detoxes and cleanses. I think it's always fun to kind of see how different my body feels depending on what I'm doing. Another bright spot was just all the interviews that I was able to do this week, including this week's guest, which is including this week's podcast guest, Zach Williams, son of Robin Williams, and mental health care advocate, as well as the founder of HIM, which you'll learn a lot more about in the next episode. But I just found our conversation inspiring, informative, um, and, and I just had a great time getting to know him a little bit better. And I think that all of you will find him very interesting as well. So I'm excited for that. And I hope you guys all enjoy 
this episode. Um, real quick before we get started, I had a listener DM me on Instagram asking if I would talk about confidence and feeling secure in oneself. So that's something that I certainly do want to address on an upcoming episode. And I think what we've decided to do going forward is to have an episode a month where I will just take listeners' questions because I get quite a few and I'll spend an entire episode answering people's questions and and giving any kind of advice or insight into anything that you guys want to hear about. So if you want to just DM me, I'll select as many as I can and start cramming them into monthly episodes. And, and that way we can get a little bit of a dialogue going back and forth and any questions you guys have, I can answer in that format. So feel free to send me a message with any questions you have. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of The Bright Side. Our guest today is co-founder and CEO of the company PIM, which stands for Prepare Your Mind and Mental Health Advocate, Zach Williams. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. We've got a mutual friend who I love and respect, and he's got a lot of wonderful things to say about you. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you here today. And then another is that I really admire the way that you are so vulnerable and open about your own experiences and when it comes to mental health advocacy and you're doing that in order to help others, which I think is very admirable. So I'm really happy to have you here today. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Funny enough, I actually do it to help myself through helping others. I'd say that's that's kind of the through line there. I get that. But uh, appreciate you appreciating that. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I want to know all about Pam. I want you to, to explain to all of our listeners what what that means, why, how it began. But I do think to, to what you just said, a lot of the best projects and things people do with their lives are inspired by things that they were struggling with themselves. I think that when you can really connect and relate to an issue, you're that much more passionate about it. So it makes perfect sense that that's your experience. But I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. Well, my story relating to mental health started very early on in my life. I experienced anxiety and bouts of depression throughout childhood, teens, and then also my 20s. Had anxiety in my teens. And, and throughout my adult life, I would self-medicate. I'd use alcohol and other substances to help manage my, my stress, anxiety, and depression. And when my dad, who was the entertainer, Robin Williams, died by suicide in 2014, then my life kind of went for a tailspin. I found myself traumatized. I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. I found myself drinking alcoholically and I couldn't really manage a lot of the elements I was dealing with in my day-to-day -day life. And as a direct result of that, things started spiraling. Uh, they went really downhill for me. And I found solution through a couple different avenues. Uh, one was a commitment to mental health advocacy that was very healing for the trauma I was dealing with. Specifically, uh, I found that working with mental health organizations, helping them around strategy, fundraising, marketing, organizational development, governance, things like that, was really helpful for me because that's in part what my background was career-wise, and I knew how to help organizations. But in turn, committing to service ended up starting the, and catalyzing the process of healing for me. The other thing I realized was when I took alcohol out of the equation, uh, and I've been in recovery for several, several years now, I'm sober, 
I found that I was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety still. It it did help with the depression, I will say. Cutting out alcohol helps with depression or dealing with depression. For me personally, I can't. Well, no, I mean, I think it's interesting that you say that. I I mean, I don't know if it's a similar thing, but in I went through a, a really difficult year last year. My one of I had a marriage that ended and then another relationship that fell apart. And I had to completely cut alcohol out for the same reason because I also found that if I didn't do that, it was just so much harder every day to start the day. I would feel very depressed in the morning. So I do think that that's gotta be a common issue. Yeah, well, I went through issues with a previous marriage as well. Alcohol certainly didn't help that. But uh, the thing that I came to realize was when you take that out of the equation, I was still stressed, I was still anxious, and I didn't necessarily have the tool set to support me. And so fortunately, I found community. I'm active in 12-step. That's very helpful for it. But coinciding with that too, my now wife, Olivia June Williams, turned me on to natural compounds as a means of providing support. And specifically, I found amino acid formulations really helpful for me Mm -hmm. to the point where I tried it. And I was like, why have I never known of these formulations? Yeah. Why was this not on my radar? And there's a number of reasons why, and I'm happy to talk about any number of those different reasons. But I I started taking GABA specifically and L-theanine and Suddenly, I was like, oh, wow, I feel okay. I feel kind of balanced out, and I'm not feeling super on edge. What, what is GABA? Because I read that that's a big part of the formulation of your supplement. So GABA is an transmitter. When, in, when ingested and made available in the system, it specifically, it acts upon the endocrine system, and the element of the endocrine system it acts upon is called the GABA system. Mm. And what it does is it... it basically regulates and supports information processing. So often when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like everything is coming at you at once and it's hard to focus, that's a function of your GABA system acting in a certain way. And so GABA as a compound, it's found in nature in more concentrated forms in say sauerkraut and kimchi and yogurt, but but generally not terribly concentrated. When taken, it helps calm people and it helps promote a sense of clarity and uh, reduces things like overwhelm while providing stress and anxiety support. So, and I assume that this is all non-addictive. Everything that you're talking about right now is just, these are just supplements you could take and you could stop taking if you wanted to and it doesn't change the way that your body... They're, they're non-addictive, yes, and they're, they're non-psychotropic, meaning you're not going to experience euphoria or the like. You just feel clear and like yourself hmm. or like the version of yourself you want to be. That's how we frame it. But my journey specifically relating to discovering amino acid formulation was like, oh, wow, this is eye-opening. And through that process, I was like, why isn't there a mental health support company that stands for breaking down the stigma and can be a brand that I can support that focuses on all things mental health related. And this isn't, I don't mean like a pharmaceutical company. I mean like a consumer right. Because of course there are plenty of pharmaceutical companies <laughs> that focus on. Yeah, no, for us, it was more so like, how can we create products at the frontier of safety and effectiveness while breaking down the stigma, advocating for mental health support, 
and stand for mental health support, like say Red Bull stands for energy, you know? Yeah. And so in finding that opportunity open, we were like, we need to do this. I mean, it does seem like there's a big need for that because I feel like if you don't want to go the prescription medication route, which I think a lot of people find that that's a very difficult path to go down. And then you kind of hear, well, okay, if you don't want to take a medication, then you should just get some exercise and, you know, try to sleep and and like, you know, take maybe some CBD or I don't know, there's just, there's not a whole lot of something effective that's out there, at least from my own experience. It's just kind of like get some exercise and try to meditate, you know, the, and, and I think that those are really beneficial practices and I still like to do them, but there isn't necessarily a supplement that I know of that, you know, this is, so this seems great. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, here's our lens. This is what I stand for specifically. And this is what we stand for with our brand. We just want to catalyze healthy mental health supporting activity. Mm -hmm. I'm for prescription medication. You know, at the end of the day, it helps a lot of people in a bunch of different circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'm not for people being overprescribed or overmedicated, which is happening all the time. And really, when it comes down to the best optimal mental health supporting experiences for people, and I take the precision mindset, which is for any given individual, there's a collection of support experiences that work best for that person. Mm-hmm. And it's likely a collection of things like fitness, diet, meditation, PIM, no PIM, whatever it may be, you know, it's a, it's a mosaic that supports people in the way that it should. Therapy, you know. Yeah. And so that's what we advocate for. Mm. And it just so happens that prescription medication, antidepressants are he- really helpful for some people. Yeah. They're also not helpful and don't provide the best support for other subsets of people. And so for us, it's like, take our product, don't take our product. But ideally, if taking our product or just learning about what we stand for pushes you into other mental health, healthy mental health oriented activity, then we feel we will have done our job. Yeah, that's the goal for you. Uh, that's really cool. I mean, I do think I think it's hard for people to talk about. And I often say to friends, you know, I when I was growing up, my mother had a lot of uh, she struggled a lot with anxiety. And as much as, you know, I, I hate that for her, she got it very under control, but also because I grew up with someone dealing with that and she was very open and transparent about it. When I had my first panic attack when I was 13 years old, I actually knew what it was. So I feel like the fact that a lot of people don't talk about these things is, is definitely a big part of the problem and that by having more of an open dialogue, you can help a lot of people. Yeah, you know, that's, that's our whole thing is catalyzing healthy activity. I mean, I hear you're saying that you're not necessarily telling everybody that they should take PIM, but is it something that everybody could take? Yeah. I mean, it's designed to be as safe as it could be. <laughs> yeah. And so the main thing is we don't, we don't want to be out there and just saying, everyone, take this product. It will solve all your problems in life. Right. Oh, no, it's, it's a prevention-oriented solution. It's a light to middleweight solution for people. When it comes to interventions or crisis-oriented support, there are things that are awesome. And that's not why we created PIM. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just find it very, I think it's really interesting if you found something that really helps you out a lot. It's so great to just share it with other people. I mean, I personally just love listening and learning about the different discoveries people have in kind of natural health, you know, because 
you like you said, different things do work for different people. And I think it's just good. Like the more you're aware and the more that we, the more information we have, the better choices we're able to make for ourselves. Yeah. You know, and I think this is, this is of, an, of special import at this time as we're looking into a transition from kind of the pandemic environment to a post-pandemic environment, potentially, hopefully. But the thing related to that is a lot of people have, have incurred trauma and a lot of different, very dysregulating experiences over the course of the past year. And, you know, before that, of course. But as we look into kind of what this new paradigm will look like, what this new normal will look like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to inject within the public mindset, the cultural mindset, let's prioritize our mental health above all else. Because ultimately, and, and this is, again, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but the reason why I do what I do is it supports me, right? And if I can show up for myself in the way that I need to, then I can show up for others. So it's this, it's this self-fulfilling perpetual loop of service and support. And, but I, and I think it's hard. This is a good reminder, I think, for people too who are struggling in that way because I think that it's really hard sometimes when you're feeling depressed or anxious to get out and take care of yourself in whatever way is really beneficial to you. So I think it's a good reminder that sometimes even though you really don't feel like it, it's actually better for you to try to find you know any way you can to focus on making your mental health better. And I think like what you're doing is a perfect example of that. You know, I mean, I, I think it's finding those ways that you're going to be able to better yourself and, and actually push yourself to do it. Having to work with other organizations, not just around my company, to find, you know, other elements that are fulfilling for me. And that the advocacy I do specifically involves working with several not-for-profits. One's called Bring Change to Mind. It focuses on developing mental health support communities in high schools and launching campaigns to break down the stigma. Another is called United for Global Mental Health. That's very focused on uh, global advocacy and policy-focused campaigns. Also Inseparable, which is a policy-focused organization that's seeking to establish high-quality healthcare and mental health parity, which wants to treat mental health like uh, the rest of your body's health when it comes to insurance providers and the like. And then Project Healthy Mind. So which is an organization focused on uh, stigma reducing campaigns, but also creating pathways for people to find precision mental health support. So this is my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what's been exciting you specifically over the, you know, in, both in, in terms of what you've seen over the past few months, but in 2021, like what, what are you hopeful for? What's, what's getting you excited? <laughs> I, I know I've got a whole bunch of questions for you too, unrelated to what we have all sort of related, but um, along these lines as well. You know, I'm kind of just an optimist in general. So even through 2020, I was really trying to find as much as I know, it was very challenging for everyone and me included in my own my own ways. But I feel like going into this year, I, I just look towards my my own like personal projects that I know I really want to accomplish a lot with. Like I work for uh, a lot of the advocacy things that I work for animals as we were just discussing my new foster dog. But I also work for a campaign called the American Wild Horse Campaign. And we um, have a lot planned this year to do more fundraising. We made a PSA at the end of last year that we're going to be promoting a lot this year and just continuing to raise awareness on behalf of that organization. Cool. It's something I'm really excited about. And, and you know, just work. I, I wrote a, a TV show, actually, during the beginning of quarantine, and we've just started doing pitch meetings to sell it. So 
I don't know. I feel like just it's very similar to what you said. Whenever you get going, whenever I've got things going that I'm really excited about, that's when my mental health is definitely the best and I feel the most optimistic and positive about life. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you what you're currently finding joy and outside of obviously your work is something that you're very passionate about and that's awesome and I but what do you do on a daily basis outside of work that makes you that either sparks joy for you or sure. is good yeah. for your mental health a great question and joy is a is a core component of taking care of oneself trying to find and experience joy you know a lot of my focus is around my my son who's uh, just under two years old. And Congratulations on that, by the way. And your, and your wedding. I really, I saw that you had a quarantine, a small quarantine wedding. We That's did. very exciting. We did. We did it in LA at, a, at an estate here in, uh, within the city limits. It was fun. So, so that, that was interesting, the process of planning and doing a COVID safe wedding actually did bring joy. It was fun and, and we did it safely. No one contracted Yay. <laughs> and, well, and you're uh, celebrating love. Yeah. What's better than that? So, you know, <laughs> things, things that I've been really loving doing right now is, uh, so I'm, I'm a trained chef. Uh, I trained at the Cordon Bleu in France. No way. That's awesome. I've been enjoying cooking. Uh, over the holidays, it was a lot of fun. My son is now at the point where he's starting to get very interested in things in the kitchen, and he wants to help. and. Uh, Okay, what's your what's your favorite dish to make? Oh man, what am I enjoying right now? I'm enjoying roasting a lot of things, hmm. and I'm actually enjoying cooking using different Asian flavors. So I'm having a lot of fun doing that. LA is a great place to do that because there's awesome Asian markets and and the like. I know there are so many resources in LA. We're so spoiled with food, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's been a lot of fun. You know, pretty much mined all these streaming platforms for everything they have to offer. <laughs> There's just been so much movie and TVs watched. And I'm trying to think what I've been really enjoying. I, I, I really enjoyed The Queen's Gambit. Yes. My wife, Olivia, is really into Bridgerton. I'm finding it fun. So I just started Bridgerton last night and I said to my boyfriend, I've got to, I need to start watching Bridgerton because I'm, I've got a bunch of podcasts coming up and I know it's going to come up and I have to be able to contribute in some way. <laughs> I also love it. I love any period drama. Yeah. So what? even though it's a little, it's like not the classic period drama, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like watching Gossip Girl in the Victorian era. So, it's 100% exactly like Gossip Girl. <laughs> that's, that's what, what it said. is. It is. It's like <laughs> someone made Gossip Girl for the Victorian era. And so, <laughs> so it, it's cute to see and fun. And, and, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, you watch Raised by Wolves. Have you seen Raised by Wolves? No, I'm writing it down. What's that one? I'm, you may or may not like it. It's a bit all over the place. I will introduce a term called flying the snake when something flies the snake it's like the new version of jumping the shark okay so that may or may not be pertinent if you need to watch it all the way through um it's interesting it's ridley scott's uh show on hbo oh okay yeah it's i'm a sure series. i would like it it takes some time to get into and then what else have we done it's been spending time with family it's been nice to have my son's grandparents come uh, and hang out. We went to the boat parade in Orange County. Oh, you did that. Have you ever done it? So I didn't go to it, but that's actually where my boyfriend lives. And we did drive by at one point and saw a couple of the boats parked and they were 
unbelievable. Yeah, it's kind of like Christian Burning Man. <laughs> I saw that you're a Burning Man guy too, right? I saw, yeah. I think you and your wife at Burning Man. I yeah. love that. We're, we're burners. My, my mom's <laughs> a burner. My mom got me into Burning Man initially. See, you know that I, I know, I knew the term was burner and I said it wrong. Burning Man guy. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can call me a Burning Man guy. It's fine. What's your favorite part of Burning Man? So over the past couple of years, and I didn't go last year, but prior to that, uh, it's about learning how the burning sausage is made. So we would stay at you know one of the main camps and just understand how it's administered, how you can pull it off. And there's a volunteering component. Right. About, you know, I've stayed at, at the camp that, that builds a temple and just learning how you pull off such a large event continuously and safely and maximizing kind of the learning and experience for people while ensuring that a city of, you know, just basically just under a hundred thousand people goes up over the course of a period of weeks and is safe and fun and, and then disappears and then without disappears, a trace, right? right? Yeah. It is unbelievable. And I, my understanding is that the kind of mentality everybody's supposed to to bring something that they want to share but also you can kind of expect that everyone will will have things to get like if you need water someone will give it to you and if you need food someone will give it to you that at least that's what i've understood from yeah i mean that's the whole idea is not taking a transactional mindset that there's abundance and sharing is is very much a part of that but learning how burning man happens has been fascinating and that's been that that process started about four years ago. Okay. Who's somebody in your life who's a really positive influence for you? I mean, my wife <laughs> is a very positive influence. You better say that, right? <laughs> yeah. No, she, she really is. She, she's, she brings out the best in me and calls me on my shenanigans, which is That's good. Great. But uh, I find a lot of leaders in a not-for-profit space have been specifically very inspiring for me. I find John Hope Bryant to be an extremely inspirational person. He's a financial literacy advocate. He's got an organization called Operation Hope. And the work he's done to empower underserved communities around you know, their own financial destiny has been outstanding. I've been really heartened and impressed by a lot of the work the mental health advocates are doing in the space. Kevin Hines is an enormously compelling and charismatic mental health advocate. He made a film based upon his experience relating to jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge called The Ripple Effect. Oh, wow. He's just a force in his own right. And um, I find him to be extremely inspirational. Finding a lot of neuroscientists and the work they're doing to be very uplifting. I really like and appreciate and have the privilege of collaborating with two scientists in particular. One is named Dr. Ronald Kessler. He's an epidemiologist, but he's doing some pretty transformational work for trauma support. Uh, and the other is named Dr. Adam Ghazali. Hmm. Uh, he's a neuroscientist who runs a neuroscape lab at UC, uh, UCSF, and he's just creating these emerging experiences, leveraging cutting-edge technology to image the brain and get people excited about neuroscience. And then I'll throw in also Dr. Raghu Apasani, who's, who's a friend of mine and a mental health advocate and research psychiatrist and neuroscientist. 
And the work he's doing around breaking down the stigma associated with mental health has been really inspirational for me. I mean, there's just so many people well, such awesome work out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I love that list. I think it's it's very interesting. And I, I, I personally want to look up a, a bunch of these people. But I also think it's so interesting how many avenues there are and how many ways people are researching what affects mental health and the different ways that it can be treated. And also, there's this place out in the desert that's called We Care. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but it, it's, it's actually, um, you go and do cleanses and and it's like kind of meant to just be like a reset and rebalance for your body but a lot of what they preach is that your gut health has an enormous effect on your mental health as well and that you know having a, a balance in your body overall is incredibly important to your brain and your mental well-being and i think that's so interesting also yeah i believe uh the gut health is responsible for hormone system modulation specifically around serotonin support and so yeah i think i think it's extremely important uh what can be done to take care of your gut so you can take care of your brain the the emerging science behind it is very very compelling and it's really great to see that there's more research actually advocating for understanding the gut and the what are they called microflora I think so because I know that it's like parasites that grow in your in your digestive tract that have some kind of it's weird they're able to signal your brain to do and feel certain ways you know like what I one of the things I learned at We Care was that when you're craving sugar it's not you actually craving sugar it's the which is so creepy but it's the bad bacteria in your digestive tract that are signaling your body that that's what it wants so yeah. it's kind of controlling you and yeah, I mean, I find all of this so interesting. I could honestly talk about it all day. I just think it's like oh, everything about it is is so interesting. And and I am always down to try. I'm very interested to try PIM because I feel like it would be something that would be very beneficial for me personally. Well, first off, we need to send you some because for people who take it, who experience some anxiety and day-to-day mm-hmm. stress, Many find it extremely helpful. I think that this is good timing also because I've, in fact, the conversation I had with the the woman who's on this week's episode of the show, we were both saying that the end of last year going into the beginning of this year has been a very anxious period of time for both of us. And so I feel like it's a perfect time to be trying something like Pim out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got a really fun, exciting product pipeline, ideally to create additional state-based support beyond stress and anxiety support. The other thing too is that amino acids are pretty profound. You can actually reduce cravings uh, Mm. for sugar or alcohol, utilizing different amino acid regimens. You can support your adrenal system to improve energy. You can create a regimen. It's different for different people around supporting depression and boosting happiness. So exciting that there's kind of this embracing amongst uh, the scientific community, in addition to the health and wellness community around solutions that can push people into their flow. Yeah, no, I love that. I do. I also find it very exciting. So that's it's really cool that there's just so much continuing to be developed and it just all feels like in a really positive way. I, I like to ask each of my guests this, but is there anyone in your life who is going through something or who has been there for you in some way that you would like for all of our listeners to just kind of give positive thoughts or send positive energy to today? 
I would say I would, it's going to be kind of an omnibus thing, so bear with me. Is for the people who are feeling isolated and alone through this experience. So I would call it a general prayer or or well wish to those who are feeling disconnected and and isolated because I feel that our experience is a shared trauma, and I would really want to encourage you know people to find opportunities to connect through this transitionary phase. I love that because I think for me personally, I have definitely found comfort in remembering that everybody is going through this collectively. And I certainly am not in, you know, the most difficult, there are people going through a lot worse things than I am. But I think that it's been very helpful to remember that this is something I think in a positive way, this is something that can bring us all together because it is a collective traumatic experience that we're all experiencing. So I really like that a lot. And I have one more. I have a a friend who shall remain anonymous, who mm-hmm. has recently found himself using drugs, uh, specifically methamphetamine, again. And as a result of that, I really hope that he can find the support and healing he needs to get back on a path, which can hopefully lead him to recovery. So that's one specific positive energy thing. Then that's someone we'll definitely keep in our thoughts. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, where can our listeners find you? Your website's youcanpim.com for yep. PIM, correct? Certainly. You can follow you can PIM on IG. Uh, same with Twitter. Certainly feel free to follow me, Zach PIM, on IG and TikTok. <laughs> Are you TikToking? No, I'm not TikToking. But, but, you I know. feel like you could make a funny TikTok. You're very funny. Oh, I guess I, sh- I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that. <laughs> um, it's always hard. You know, the thing is, there's such great content on TikTok that I, I feel a little intimidated by it to, to, you know. Well, there's also some really not great content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm terrible at TikTok, so I don't blame you. I personally can't do it. But Well, I think the thing, the thing about TikTok is you really need to, you need to devote a ton of your energy into it to do, to do it well. And, yeah. and for me, I feel like to do, to pull off TikTok, Tick, tick, to pull up TikTok <laughs> appropriately, you just need to you just need to be all in. Yeah, okay. no, I love it too. I spent way too much time at the beginning of quarantine trying to TikTok, and it was just you know I'm like you know what if this takes me all day to do one sketch, I feel like that's just not for me. Because yeah. you're right, there are people who are cranking out a couple a day. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was really nice talking with you, and nice loved having you, well. you here. And thank you so much for all the work you're doing. I think it's amazing. Congratulations on the success of everything. Thank you for having me. And we can't wait to get you some PIM. And yes. also, uh, congrats on the foster pup. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. It was good to talk to you. The Bright Side is a production of Embassy Row. Our executive producer is Sarni Rogers. This episode was produced by Alexa Machia and Anna Marie Johnson. The show is edited by Maureen Begas. Our theme music is by Maddie Noyes. You can follow me on Instagram at at Caitlin, K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-N, or email the show at thebrightsidewithkc at gmail.com. Have a happy day. Mm, I never want to leave.